What's up, everyone? This is your host, Daniel. And Javi, and you're listening to the Brown Sound Podcast. We're just two brown best amigos talking about everything and anything through a Latino and indigenous perspective. In this podcast, we uplift indigenous and Latino insights on a variety of topics that highlight the intersectionality of both cultures. Expect some tears, joy, and definitely laughter. Imagine chilling with your two best friends, talking smack, and throwing a little shade. <laughs> <laughs> Just start seeing you take my breath away. Oh, thanks, Jigex. I was just thinking of uh I was just thinking of music before like right as we were hitting that record button. You know how it goes like the five, four, three, I four, was yeah, the head. countdown. Oh Udo, Udo, I know you want me. Yeah, was a banger for sure, Chikex. What's up? How's it going? We've been MIA for a minute, you know? Our listeners yeah. are wondering where we went. <laughs> yeah, Chikex, well, uh, well, first of all, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to uh, Season oh, 5, yes. Episode 15 of the Brown Sound Podcast. The season finale. Finale. What is up? Uh, Chikex, no, we, we've been making some moves behind the scenes, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, we're excited to share that with everybody here in a second, but mm-hmm. um, we recently had a, an event where, you know, I had to travel up north to northern Idaho to, uh, you know, participate in an event called SIP. And it's, it was called Sip and Wine event by Nimipoo Fund. Or it was the business right? and sip. Business and sip. Business and sip. Yeah, yeah. there we go. And um, by Nimipoo Fund. And, you know, we were there to to speak on the Brown Sound. We were asked to yeah. go up and, and share with everybody a little bit of our, you know, what our purpose is and a little mm-hmm. bit of getting everybody into an entrepreneurial spirit. So, you know, I guess it's a good time to share with everybody that we've decided to go ahead and, you know, make the Brown Sound an LLC. Woo! Yeah, and, and right, start making some moves to uh, keep the sustainability of our show going. And so, mm-hmm. um, we'll jump into that here in a little bit. But you know, the sip and wine event was just pretty awesome, in my opinion. We had so many people show up that uh, were new to the Brown Sound, and we had some fellow friends. But it was really good to just share our mission, our our values as a podcast, and the purpose of what we're trying to accomplish, which mm-hmm. is to spotlight and amplify Latino and Indigenous voices, basically take back our narrative um, to say we do a lot of good things and we are much more than just what the media portrays us to be and how can we start to change narratives about how people see us and also how they engage with us, which is another important thing. Yeah, Cheek we are, you know, like we said, making moves behind the scenes. I know we haven't been very consistent with putting out episodes weekly like we normally have, but you know, this other stuff that's been going on is taking up a lot of time. And you know, I actually threw my back out last week. So like Oh yeah. We were, we were supposed to record on Thursday. We always record on Thursdays, and then I ended up like tweaking my back and I had to go to the doctor and I've been trying to recover. So I'm just feeling like an old man walking around with like a hurt. Yeah. And, <laughs> and how he hurt his back is between him and him. Yes. No one else's no business. Just kidding. Uh, you I'll can, make it you sound can, weird, but yeah. you just were just opening a can of salsa con queso or something. Yeah. You can figure out how I probably hurt my back. Just kidding. Use your imagination. Open. No. Oh, just, trying oh. to, just trying to put my socks on. <laughs> yeah no the i want to talk a little bit about the neem poo fun event though the business and wine it was super cool that we got to share the stage with julia hyde who is a business expert in the area she has multiple yeah. businesses and she's actually you know helping us get Brownstown into the llc and into the business world and um i i really learned a lot about like through her presentation about things oh know, yeah like, Business wise, I was like, wow, I had no, because obviously I don't come from a background where like my family owns businesses and like that. So I was like, wow, this is all new to me. And so it was cool that like the people that came out and supported too, we even had a guest who was actually on the podcast that was there. Sequoia was. Oh, yeah. Sequoia was there. Sequoia. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was cool though that we got to like, I don't know. I just feel like whenever we have those events, especially when speaking to like people who aren't familiar with our communities or maybe don't just don't know what we go through yeah. after we were done speaking a lady came up to me and she was like i really want to say thank you that you you know hearing what you guys talked about opened my eyes to things that i wasn't even aware of and i was like wow oh wow 
and not like 45 minutes, you know, like we were, yeah. I guess we were just, you know, I always get somewhat nervous too when it comes to speaking. Like I'm like, oh mm-hmm. man, I just got the rambling, you know, but yeah. I'm glad that it, it sat with people and it like, you know, touched them obviously to see a different perspective and stuff. And so that was really cool. I always think those type of comments like always make public speaking or those events really worth it, you know, cause it's like, oh, wow. right. here we are just trying to like share our experiences and our perspectives. And then when it like hits with someone who's not from our community, it's like, well, we did it. We did our job. We, we did it. <laughs> let's, let's talk about that a little bit, Chica, because I think one of the things that we're trying to do is when bring light to like cultural nuances that people might not know. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit of what we did that night. But the other part is we're also saying we need to give people the space to be able to make mistakes right where if we're having a conversation and you say something that's a little bit off or you know maybe it lands a little bit different uh on our communities that Mm. it's okay that we can bring that up right in conversation where you don't feel attacked i don't feel hurt and mm-hmm. instead, we're having a conversation where it's an educational moment, right? And I don't need to make you feel better about making me feel bad because right. you know, that defeats the whole purpose. But um, I, that's that's a big thing that you and I have tried to champion this whole time with mm-hmm. the podcast where we're saying, learn from us, um, learn from us definitely, and then share with your communities because yeah. that that's what we're here for. So I, I kind of like that piece too. I think the same lady came to talk to me after the fact and she said the same thing, something similar along the lines Mm -hmm. and um i know that we had some indigenous people in the group that we were good friends with and yeah they came over and talked to us and they were like when you guys were talking about you know like different communities interacting with our own um you know they they were like we were getting a little bit like worried about the people not worried (laughs) but we were like you know are they gonna receive this well are they not like what and and i think they took it well like we had some head nodding we had you know like Mm -hmm. i i I think those are things I definitely worry about, but it's like, how can we present this in a way that won't make you defensive and then close off to the message that we're trying to share with you in this space? Yeah. Yeah. Cause too, I want to say like every time we share something, especially me, I'm not sharing stuff to offend anybody or to like make anyone like feel bad about whatever. Like this is just what I have gone through. Like I've experienced Mm -hmm. racism ever since I was a kid living in this area. Like that is something Mm -hmm. that us native people are part just people of color who live in the Lewis Clark Valley, we experience it every day when we go out yeah. to these businesses, when we are out in public, like it's just something that we always have to think about, which they probably don't have to. And right. so when I shared about like, I mean, I, I shared, I, I put like big country news on blast because that's one of the local media sites here that like, whenever they post anything, it's anything about Lapway or the tribe, you just see tons of like negative comments and racist comments. And so after I said, I was like, oh crap, like hopefully none of those people work for big country news or anything. Yeah. You know, but it's not big country news that sharing. It's not them that are saying the wrong stuff. It's they're just sharing an article or, or a news release. And then it's the comment people who have Facebook or whatever in the comments saying dumb stuff. So it's not like big country news is saying bad stuff. It's the people who are follow that page. But yeah, I, I just and that's one thing, too. Like I said at the event, like I just keep it 100. That's all I know how to do. I don't fake nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a sugar coating. I'm not. I just I just keep it real. And that's just something that's very real that we have to deal with in this area is racism yeah. and, and things like that. And it's not like everyone is racist here. Obviously that's not the case, but from my experience growing up here as a brown native guy, I've been, oh, you know, introduced to racism ever since I was young. So it's just something that I, it's always weird to say that I got used to that, but that's just how it is growing up in this area for the most part. Yeah. Well, and it's important to be able to share that because that same lady said, you said some things that had never, that I had not thought about. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're opening um, people's eyes to our experience. I also want to say that while though we do face some like racial you know, we have to face or navigate some like awkward racial situations or comments. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the main focus of the Brown Sound either, right? right. We're just trying to spotlight the successes that we're having. Mm-hmm. We're, we're spotlighting all the different Brown voices because you and I have our own limited view of the world, but we don't speak for all Latino and Indigenous people, which is why we bring on our guests to come in and mm-hmm. share a little bit of their insights with our listeners. But oh, I thought that the event was well done. I mm-hmm. loved that Nimipu Fun put 
but time and effort into you know getting a dj getting the event catered like yeah. the setup the location and even the words that they shared about the services they provide i i was beyond floored and i'm so happy that there's you know community uh services mm-hmm. like theirs and also events like the ones we went to where we can learn more about like entrepreneurship and even starting yeah. a business that was beyond cool um and you i also it. like that we got to sell our merch and people yeah. bought it again yeah. so it's like <laughs> yeah and i know people are asking for sweaters so we're you know that's something we're working on right now hopefully we can get that out to everybody but overall i just want to say i had a good time at the event it was so great um and it was good to see everybody that attended because it was a good vibe for sure that whole night was just it yeah it was fun yeah i gotta give a huge shout out to janelle year out and to huaxa and the rest of nimi poo fun's team they just mm-hmm. every event that nimi poo fun puts on is always such a good event like it's always got yeah. good vibes and they they go over the top to make you feel comfortable and to make you feel oh, yeah. you know included and stuff so i i appreciate everything that Nami Poo Fun does because even when they did the fashion show earlier this year it was really good and fun and the DJ like having the DJ there DJ Sub shout out to DJ Sub he's one of our um you know local Nami Poo DJs and he plays all oh, the yeah. music and I was thinking like man this music is like making me wish it was Friday <laughs> you know yeah. I, was like, I was ready to turn up but yeah and I was good good vibes and it's funny when that, <laughs> it's funny that Mateo showed up late and then he's like the first person to win to win yeah, yeah, the yeah <laughs> Tayo coming in with the win, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chick X, while, <laughs> while we're at it, uh, let's talk a little bit about the future of Brown Sound. So, yeah. Um, we are wrapping up on season five, which is such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And we've definitely come a long way. So we, me and you joke that whenever we listen to the very first episode, we cringe <laughs> because of the audio quality of that episode. Um, but, you know, we have slowly been figuring out our flow. We've been learning like what works, what doesn't. We've been mm-hmm. doing different segments. We have been, you know, just moving on up. And in yeah. terms of like moving our on flow, up. in terms of our flow, we got it figured out in terms of mm-hmm. how we we know we record thursday nights we know you you yeah. edit i'm working on the marketing material if we have a guest i'm working on planning ahead of that to start you know teasing the episode coming up mm-hmm. we we do a lot of work and um now that we've gotten to that place season six is only going to be better yeah. so you know at this point now that we are working on becoming an established business we are working towards securing sponsorships for the sustainability of yeah. the podcast we want want to be able to resource more services more uh more things that will help us only uh get better and focus on the quality content versus all the little things that we need to do to prepare for each season and each episode um and you know with that will come our sponsorship package i know we're currently in talks with certain um you know companies mm-hmm. i guess that want to partner up with Entities. us for season six <laughs> and we will uh we will uh be highlighting those in the season to come for their support and if you're interested in aligning yourself with the brown sound podcast and our efforts uh to you know sponsor an episode a few mm-hmm. or a season you know we'd happy to communicate with you and share what we have to offer we have yeah. our website development coming up which will be amazing we'll be able to hi- yeah. highlight more about who we are what we do and kind of tie in all of our other um social media stuff into one place which will yeah. be really good um but with that also means i think we're gonna have to take a little break uh just yeah. a short break yeah right mini, mini you know little, little something something while we work to <laughs> get everything prepared for the upcoming season because yeah. we only plan to come out bigger better and you know stronger uh yep. which is really cool but um yeah chicax what do you what do you have to say about like the future of brown sound in your opinion um i am very excited to obviously see where you know the brown sound goes and where it continues to grow um i think turning the brown sound into like a business move is something really smart um i think it's something that i am very new to obviously i don't have any businesses or nothing so i'm i'm learning along the way and it's been exciting to learn more because i mean i feel like there's a lot of people out there especially from our communities who have like the entrepreneurial spirit like we have that drive and that hustle to you know want to make some coins and so i feel like uh with the brown sound becoming its own llc here soon i think uh 
it's only going to improve and get, you know, better and bigger and uh, waiting for that, um, uh, waiting for that uh, big, you know, podcast deal, uh, TV show slash, uh, just <laughs> get into existence, she gets for sure. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm ready to quit my job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I think that becoming an LLC is such a smart decision too, because um, then you can actually begin to have partnerships with established businesses, right? Which is mm-hmm. like, um, which has been a big thing. And I think aside from that, I think just leaning into our community for support because we're going to be yeah. new, we're going to be new, uh, I guess, business owners in that sense. <laughs> but also, um, you know, we have been learning everything about hosting and producing a podcast on our own. And so mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of trial and error, but also to say that we've been so consistent with, you know, just being a presence with establishing yeah. our own brand, uh, let alone, you know, just keeping the work going forward with mm-hmm. this. And then we've gotten so such good feedback that you know the sky's the limit with with this new venture and new opportunity so well, just i'm excited for the, it even just the merch sales that we've been doing have been like super huge feedback and i'm like i feel bad and people are like oh can we order that? i'm like oh we don't have anything right now but like yeah our next merch order will get you down you know but yeah i think that's also big a big like, love the support yeah it's really it's it shocks me but it doesn't shock me at the same time but it's just like wow people really like to you know rep us in a way so i'm like thank you yeah. appreciate all the support out there the, uh, our brown sounders our bsers y'all are just yeah. y'all the best you know <laughs> holding us down for sure chicks now let's it's season we haven't we haven't done this ever and i think it's important we do it i love to reflect and i know you do too Mm-hmm. Um, so thinking about re- uh, season five, we this is the last episode, season five. Finale. What have been some of your most memorable moments this season? Who have been some of your favorite like guest presenters? Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what have yeah. you learned in this season? How have you grown? this season i think over the season i have really learned to i guess just sit back and listen and and learn from others you know i feel like we started out our first season with um malia gemini you know who is a latina drag queen yeah and that's you know that's a world i'm not familiar with and so hearing about you know her experience and the things that she's gone through to me was like really you know eye-opening and it was like inspiring and then just even you know the wellness and culture episode of sequoia i feel like that one was like the funniest like we just had like what like 10 minutes of laughter at the end like we just couldn't stop laughing and i think it's weird how that like organically happened because we even she sequoia even mentioned the episode like laughter is wellness like like you know laughter is healing and stuff so it was crazy that like we ended this episode on this this crazy like gut rolling <laughs> laughter i and, just love that yeah. that was the first time we had met i had met sequoia right and we could just laugh like old friends like you know yeah. like we just picking up and literally sitting around the table just yeah cracking just, up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, yeah it was good especially and then the episode obviously with lobo lara and chili willy our two new uh those are our new best friends <laughs> just, uh, yeah. just we just like already put that tile like, yeah those are our best friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that was cool you know i think i think the past guests we've had this season have really shared a lot and opened my eyes to a lot of things and so that's one thing that i'm very uh thankful for especially even with like Lorraine and Imani and all of them. Like it's just, you know, it's just been good. I feel like this guest list of this past season have been pretty, you know, pretty top tier. There's been a lot of, yeah. a lot of educational content for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Malia Gemini a little bit and how when she came um, to the show, she was very unapologetic about just taking up space as a Latina drag queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I What I liked too was that she was producing like culturally relevant, yeah. things and incorporating them into like drag, drag culture so she shared that they did a selena drag night mm-hmm. um and that she co-produced uh was it called tropico nights where it was like so, latina, yeah. latina drag uh performances and i thought okay that's cool i uh have only been to like drag bingo before but you know that would be fun and we got an open mm-hmm. invitation to go check that out so we gotta we gotta hit her up for that yeah, take, take um, that offer yeah and you know ugo alexis alvarado was also really insightful yeah. I, I like because he's, a you know, pharmacy. in pharmacy, he's a pharmacist. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of Latinos out in medicine, but um, just talking about like cultural things, like we were saying, um, we think Mexican medicine is like stronger. I mean, that's <laughs> what I've grown up like, mm-hmm. La de Mexico sirve mejor. like Mexican medicine is better. Um, and he was talking about, no, it's the same. It's literally the same medicine, but... <laughs> 
I think it's the power of placebo too. If you think it's gonna work better, it will work better. Yeah, um, like in my mind and telling you it's working better, so I'm gonna just Yeah. And you know, I, I love Chili Willy and Lobo Lara also Chikex. I just thought that having musicians was a first for us. Um and I love their energy. Uh they were just you know, kind of just like me and you, where they just like mm-hmm. clown on each other and but you know, that's their friendship and they make yeah. music and it's it's you know it and they make good music, not just yeah. music, they make good Good music that makes hey, you want to dance. Yeah, it's a vibe, right? And I've been seeing them a lot uh, more in the area now. They keep doing more events with different like partners here. Yeah, and I'm like, I think the sky's the limit for them. So even we just did in the ask, Northwest, like even yeah. Portland and Seattle. Seattle like, they're yep, like, they've been yeah, going up a lot. They're doing it. And um, don't forget, Lobolara and Chili Willy. If you're listening, you said we could be in your next music video. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be video vixen? Yeah, I'm um, yeah. a cumbia. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> video vixen <laughs> um chicks one thing we haven't talked about uh yet is how we did our first live event this season oh yes so Eesh. we got to do our very first live event mm. uh that was a first for the brown sound in partnership with yes. the flying m and caldwell and we had the best experience with working for with sure. with uh tori caleb and nicole like we just yeah. have they're awesome. The best experience. Um, they made us feel at home. Um, and, you know, I already love the Flangham Caldwell, but just the fact that they wanted to partner up with us to showcase our talent and, like, what we want to do with the Brownstone, I think was just it. I will forever be grateful to them yeah. and the Flangham for giving us their platform. We did get a lot of listeners. We did have a good mm-hmm. event. It was a it packed was, out event. Very for sure. Packed. There was, was, like, nowhere awesome. to sit. We had people yeah. standing. Yeah, it was it was legit. I, I love that. The other thing is Cheek We've had more exposure, too, because if you remember, we got interviewed by Tropical FM. Yeah. To come yeah. and share on the Brown Sound experience. So, you know, we're getting a little buzz and our name is yeah. getting out there. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, the conversations that we had with him, I think were great. He asked you a lot of questions about indigenous culture. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool that you got to share on that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, It was. you know, I feel like this last year has been really, really good with the podcast. You know, obviously we even got to like, we had our first live event again. That was mm-hmm. like, you know, we, we were rushing. So last minute we got like a banner made the day of the event and we were just mm-hmm. like rushing like, well, all people over people don't need to know that yeah. <laughs> but like we did it though like that's like you know yeah, we were we like did. that's true we yeah. were like rushing we rallied around and, we yeah, rallied like, we rallied the troops is all just me and you <laughs> we did it we had um, the brown sound the brown sound team on it Chikax. yeah yeah and i want to talk a little bit about the live event for me it was so like it's always so cool like obviously like i said just sharing about like the indigenous perspective and narratives to non-indigenous people are to them because a lot of times people don't even know that we're still here so that's all i was like for me it just it's always such an honor to be able to do that but then mm-hmm. too to also share like we're not all the same you know we don't have all the same languages and cultures and things like that so i can only share on my own experience and so like it's cool that we get these opportunities to do so and yeah. especially like with the flying m event like shout out to them because they just i feel like they really Really believed in what we did and they they gave us the like full control of what we wanted to talk about and do yeah. and that's like that's pretty big to have like the full control of you know what we're going to talk mm-hmm. about and I, I thought it was just super I always still think it's kind of weird but cool at the same time as like how people after the event like were lined up to like meet us and like take pictures oh, yeah. and stuff like that's always like oh thank you like are you sure you want a picture with me like <laughs> yeah. me? okay cool you know but yeah no it's just one of those things where it's like gotta get used to that I guess you know but stay humble yeah. at the same time but well, we what we do need to get better at though with those events is like documenting it so we just yeah. kind of get like a photographer on retainer a good photographer on retainer yeah. to get us like, we need pictures yeah and- we need like once brown sound starts really making money we're gonna have to hire like a photographer and like a and the social media person that can just yeah do our events or like that but yeah no it's just it's been pretty cool you know i think it's um i think this last season season five looking back on it it's probably been one of our really good uh i feel like it's also like we've been very consistent with guests you know like we've Mm -hmm. had you know it's not just like back to back with different guests every week or whatever it's like you know us and then a guest and us and like i feel like it's just very well even though it seems like we just kind of like a lot of times it feels like we wing it but we always like crush it every time you know like it's one of those things like let's talk about that too for our listeners because behind the scenes we're coordinating schedules with our presenters Mm -hmm. we're coordinating all the tips and tricks on like how they should prepare before an episode um in 
and the, at the same time, we're preparing for the episode. We're yeah. coming up with our language lessons of the day, our shady questions. Uh, you know, we don't have the the podcast isn't scripted, but we do have an idea of the topics we'll be discussing. Yeah. And so, in preparing for all of that, right, we're also getting pictures from our guests uh, mm-hmm. to promote and their bios to promote and tease the episodes. We're creating publicity. It's it's a lot of work behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and so like I know in the past people have reached out and said oh can i be on the podcast um or can we partner up to highlight this cool event Mm -hmm. which we always want to do we always are behind amplifying uplifting especially things that will benefit the community but what people don't realize is a lot of our seasons are already pre-planned yeah and when we have when we're asked to do something like that in a quick turnaround it messes with the flow we have so we Mm -hmm. need to pivot we need to create new publicity we need to change presenters possibly so we really don't have that flexibility to be able to do that um you know and and also we've talked about how we're doing this on our own time and dime so if someone reaches out and wants to do something like that to highlight it it's almost like you also need to be prepared to help you know offset some of the costs for us when we have to do something like that which might mean a sponsorship for that episode and you know just being flexible with that Mm -hmm. so i I will say that in advance if you've worked with us or reached out those are reasons for why it can be difficult for us to you know pivot to you know making a brand new episode people will probably say but you guys own it you can just do whatever you want yeah but you know there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes producing an episode so yeah there's a lot of behind the scenes production that people don't don't realize and then especially too is because we both work full-time we both have full-time jobs and we do this outside of a work right yeah like we both have like full-time jobs that are you know basically nine to five jobs and then after work finding time and then having the time difference you're an hour ahead i'm an hour behind yep. and then you're very involved in like family stuff and then i got family oh, yeah. stuff so like we're just like we got a million and one things going on and we and just that we get to like you know sit down on a thursday evening and record sometimes that's like like oh that's like our therapy session like okay, it is just, yeah you just get to like sit back for an hour and just bs and have a good time so but usually the- you know that's always for me that's how i look at it like this. i'm like oh i look forward to thursday because we just get that time to just you know well and that's and-, <laughs> and that's what i would say to anyone interested in starting a podcast because that's something we've gotten to cheek people are like oh i want to start a podcast what you need to have to be able to i feel like really make it is the passion Mm -hmm. and that's what doesn't die for me um you know daniel and i are very passionate about doing this it's fun it's therapeutic we're doing it with the best friend we get to laugh we get to speak on you know things that we've navigated that don't sit right with us but then we get to share that here with all of you and what we've been finding is people relate to it people because we're consistent with releasing releasing our episodes at least once a week because we're you know consistent with our message of you know we we're doing this for for humor, for mm-hmm. therapy, for healing, but also to showcase all the good things that people from our communities are doing and yep. changing narratives about how the media portrays us, yes. right? Oh. We have we have this passion to do it and that's what you need to have. If you're interested in starting a podcast, passion and consistency mm-hmm. and effort, grinding, mm-hmm. that's going to mm-hmm. be key in keeping your podcast afloat. For sure. Um, Chikex, I other standout people from this past season were Lorraine. I know... Oh, yeah. uh, make it rain! Just, oh, make it... <laughs> Just being able to understand the process of buying a home and having somebody like Lorraine to be able to support yeah. along the way, I think that was great. Imani was also really good on the mm-hmm. show. I think, you know, a lot of times having a male representation, especially for like folks like us that, you know, are in fields that are, are you know, in higher education, there's really, there there's very limited amounts of, of, of us that get to make it to those kinds of, of places. Right. And I thought Imani sharing that he was a gate scholar that he got to move out of the res and move to Arizona mm-hmm. that he's been finding his way over there developing his career you know that's that's pretty worthwhile and that he was a rapper too yeah uh, with songs out on Spotify folks and Apple music mm-hmm. and Apple music yeah that was it um Anai was also a component I think oh, because yeah. you and I are parents but just speaking about education early childhood education I think Anai killed it with mm-hmm. the things that she had to share the insights she had she and I also love too. that a, th- a third of that episode <laughs> was us talking about junior 
Avengers, baby. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was a good episode. Yeah. 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 Good old Junior. Congratulations to Junior. Big shout out to Junior. For sure, Cheek X. Um, I think overall, just in wrapping up like season five, I would just say that I'm so grateful to the listeners. I'm so grateful for to sure. the feedback that we get. I mm-hmm. am so grateful for the opportunity to have a platform where people actually listen. Um, and the fact that it's getting us more opportunities to go out into different pockets of our communities to share our message through those live events, through our first ever event, through yeah. that discussion, to the podcast class, to yeah. the hoist group, yeah. you know, and even bigger. Like one of the things that we're not sharing right now yet is that, you know, we're being nudged to you know a big event and yeah we do you know more to come on that later but i just mm-hmm. think that i'm grateful that people resonate to our our stories the mm-hmm. guests that we bring and that they are you know really reacting mm-hmm. um to the things we have to say not just people of our communities but even those outside of it and that yeah i think is worthwhile for me yeah i agree she kicks like i said at the live event everything you say i disagree i'm like yep he <laughs> He words it way better than I do. What? Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. You got a GKX. Gracias, GKX. Yeah. You're like, um, you know, G- GKX. <laughs> I know that we did want to jump into, you know, the holiday season and, and cultural yeah. things that we do. It's coming up, you know, November and December. You know, we got Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and other holidays I'm not familiar with, but. <laughs> Yeah. You know, for the main ones coming up, Chigix, what are some of the holiday traditions that you and your family yeah let me i might have to backtrack a little bit chicks because holidays now look a little bit different than holidays growing up mm-hmm. um one of the things i will share with everybody is that i my family is divided uh so i have family members who do observe holidays and some that do not and that's just been something i've always grown up with so to me you know that's kind of normal mm-hmm. but growing up before that because I had family members convert like, you know, years later into different religions that don't acknowledge holidays. Um, Growing up, we would all get together at somebody's house. Um, And I don't know if your indigenous families do this, Chicax, but for big holidays, we would have to estrenar a new traje. means you would have to, you know, like you'd have a brand new fit. Yeah. So you would, we... You know, so for my mom and dad, when I was a little kid, they'd go buy us brand new clothes so that we mm-hmm. would have for that for that celebration, that big day. Um, it would d- definitely Christmas and for sure New Year, because you always want to start the New Year off with new clothes, new beginnings, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So um, it would it would be that you know my mom would make pozole, usually pozole or tamales or mole, like a bit you know a mm-hmm. meal that lasts. Some sometimes those meals can take a while to cook, so you know you don't make those a lot, and they could be a little bit pricier to make mm-hmm. so i think that's why we would make those for like the big special days like a red mm-hmm. pozole i remember and we would just sit in our brand new clothes kind of waiting for everybody to show up <laughs> yeah. i don't do you, do you remember that because you know people kind of just come in at different parts of the night yeah um, time is you know time especially with us time is not right <laughs> and so you would wait for your like favorite cousins to show up because then you'd like mm-hmm. go play with them um we would do intercambios which are just gift exchanges we would would you know pull names and you'd have to bring your gift and mm-hmm. we do that we definitely open in uh presents um I, there was a lot of dancing do your does your family do that like they'll oh, yeah. play music and people dance mm-hmm. we would play all the old bangers that my mom and dad grew up with <laughs> So we'd have all those songs play um, and, you know, like it would just be fun. Like it's a lot mm-hmm. of laughing. It's a lot of drinking. Drinking was a big thing. Uh, yeah. People get drink. And I don't know. I For me, like those are the fun memories I have as a kid. Now mm-hmm. as an adult with um, family converting to, to religions that don't acknowledge holidays, it's different. Like we don't get, a, we don't get together with our extended family as much. Um, mm-hmm. Even now, like we will do like sibling only like get together. So we yeah. will you know, someone will cook a turkey. We all bring sides. We all kind of just hang out. But we're not, we're all very much like Latino, Mexican. That's our ancestry. That's our culture. Mm-hmm. So like, we don't really have a big tie to Thanksgiving other than we get a day off or a couple of days off of work <laughs> yeah. and turkeys are on sale. And so we make dinner, you know, like there's yeah. not really like a, there's not a cultural really tie to Thanksgiving. Sometimes mm-hmm. like we'll make tamales instead of turkey, but things like that. Um, our family does a yearly um, cabin trip where we rent a cabin in McCall and just mm-hmm. the, the immediate family uh, brother siblings we all like go up you've come to a couple of those mm-hmm. 
And I love those because we're not really celebrating anything. It's more like just making time out of the year to spend together as a family. Yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll assign meals that people need to clean. And we make it fun. Uh, we will raffle the rooms. So not, not one particular person gets the master. <laughs> oh. We will, after someone cooks a dinner, we uh, pull names out of a bowl and whoever's name gets pulled, that's who does dishes. Oh. You know, like we'll play, we'll co- play card games. Like we just make it a thing about yeah. spending time together and i i love that yeah so you know christmas christmas or new year's i've haven't really been a lot i mean usually because a lot of my family doesn't celebrate thanksgiving um i'll get invited to like friends or families like Mm -hmm. little holiday things and usually that like that that's pretty fun like i'll i'll accept and i'll go i'm like i'm not gonna say no to a good meal yeah yeah well i'll bring a a side so yeah (laughs) what's your name oh Oh, which which Uh, side you get (laughs) a dish or a piece (laughs) when my family asked me to bring a side to dinner i'm always showing i'm like well which one can i take to this one i'm just kidding (laughs) uh is it the blonde or the brunette no i'm just kidding yo who do i soft launch yeah which one do i which one do i Um, but I, but as a kid, Chicax, this is a cool one. I like the Reyes Magos. It's done on January 6th. So it's the three wise men. That was something that we did as a kid. Usually for the holidays growing up, we would head over to Mexico in December. And that would mean we would stay there through, uh, thanks, uh, Christmas and the new years. And for the Reyes Magos, you make a list of like things that you want as a little kid, like toys, and you put Mm -hmm. them in your shoes at the end of the night. And then you go to bed and in the morning, the Reyes Magos bring you the gifts so it's almost like a second christmas yeah a little bit Mm -hmm. so we did that and that was fun it was different um (laughs) and the parents all go shopping at like midnight like 11 and up so the mercados they open up around that time for people go and buy stuff oh that's cool so i remember yeah those were different things we did for sure Mm -hmm. yeah i know for us um i'm sure this is like familiar with a lot of like native communities indigenous communities um it's important to know that for many indigenous folks that Thanksgiving is not like this big old grand dinner you know it's not like us celebrating that dinner with the pilgrims a lot of times that is a day of like mourning and some people even protest you know because it it commemorates the arrival of the colonizers you know in in this country and um, the centuries of oppression and genocide that Mm -hmm. followed followed after that Thanksgiving dinner so for Native people, Thanksgiving is, you know, a lot of people call it the day of mourning or things like that. But for my family and many families in my community, um, like you said, it's a day off. Obviously, we get those two days off from work, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And of course, who's not going to take days off from work? Like, mm-hmm. I'll take mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, I'm all, my, my lick back is taking those days off for my ancestors. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but for us, like my family, like we gather and we have a meal and stuff. But it's not like, I don't know, like we're not like, oh, happy Thanksgiving like we're just having like most family dinners you know we have family dinners with my mom's sister or with my dad's family it just depends but i think that's important to put out there like you know especially for our listeners who who aren't familiar with that thanksgiving is kind of just like uh so it's like one of those like awkward like it's like awkward but not awkward because it's like Mm -hmm. we all still eat and have a good time but we're not like oh my gosh pilgrims you know court was it cornucopias or whatever cornucopia. yeah so i have a question for you maybe you know maybe you don't like what do non like like non-latino families or like non-indigenous families do during thanksgiving like i know they'll cook and make the meals but what, what do they do do they yeah do I mean, they say what they're thankful for or yeah. like do they i feel they... like those non-native or non non-brown dinners probably have a lot of castle rolls i'm assuming crock pot dishes <laughs> <laughs> that's I i've never been to like a non-native or a non like i guess latino or non well what i'm wondering is like what's the message behind yeah like when they're together what are you like are you like oh my gosh yeah let's all thank that first thanksgiving dinner when the pilgrims and the natives welcome them in and it was like hey Let's all, yeah, so I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. For indigenous people, for- <laughs> <Yeah>. you're welcome. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're welcome america um yeah no i don't know i that's a good question i just know for my family we like to eat and then go to the black friday shopping mm-hmm. um i know before covid we used to gather a lot with my auntie Lori, my my mom's sister her family but when covid happened obviously we had to stop and then so once we yeah. stopped we just kind of never went back to that mm. uh, it's mostly just celebrating thanksgiving with my immediate like my siblings and my nieces and nephews but um i i miss those times when our family used to gather and eat like because sometimes back then growing up i feel like we'd eat like lunchtime at my auntie Lori's and then have like a dinner time at our other relative's house and then like we just had a you day just of just of yeah like we just all got nice. to show up and eat and have a good time play with cousins and but like i said like i mean obviously things change when, when families you know sometimes when you grow older you kind of grow apart sometimes and mm-hmm. i just feel like that's unfortunate but it's just the way you know it's just, it so, is what it is but what is a staple meal that your family will make for the holidays like for us we have pozole or tamales mm-hmm. um but like what would be a staple dish for your family that they make um for i mean it just depends so sometimes we'll do turkey or we'll do like prime rib or we'll do um tri-tip i don't know just every year is always different i mean i know we do a turkey one year my family tried to do the deep fry a turkey and that was kind of cool like they deep fried it in like a little oh how does that old, work like a big old pot what? of oil and they just put it in and just deep fried it that was kind of good but i'm also not a huge fan of turkey like i only like the dark meat of the turkey like the the lighter one is a little you know not my favorite um but yeah i mean we have like turkey mashed potatoes i mean we eat i guess what other people eat you know <laughs> mashed potatoes mac and cheese um pastas i don't know we it just depends on depends on who's cooking really but what about what about for like Christmas or New Year's? Is that a big deal for your family? Um, yeah, Christmas is really big on my. I feel like big because uh, my family is religious, so like Christian, so um, you know that's Jesus's birthday. Uh, but for me, I mean, I I I I like the holidays. I've always enjoyed them. I enjoy being you know with my family and stuff. Uh, not too long though, you know. I got to take my breaks. <laughs> <laughs> but for us, yeah, we've always celebrated Christmas. Usually Christmas. Christmas Eve we do with my dad's side of the family his sister and her kids and all my cousins on that side and then Christmas Day we do with like our mom's side or or just with us um yeah I mean I don't know Christmas and New Year's are just I guess for us just like another hol- more just more time off from work you know that's I had a I have a question for you for the New Year's my mom would do like certain superstitious stuff to get ready for the mm-hmm. new year like we get grapes or wear different colored clothes or you know things like that do does your family have anything like that any like things that they do to welcome the new year or no i know that my dad so sometimes they do like a new year's sweat so they'll go to like the sweat lodge and they'll bring in the new year by that because it's like the sweat house is a very spiritual and like sacred place for um our people so they'll go and they'll go to sweat and pray and offer you know songs and things like that but um yeah i know people people do all that but other than that i mean we don't we don't have a lot of superstitions like we don't go and eat grapes or carry our suitcases around or you know we don't do (laughs) all of that (laughs) just my mom just kidding (laughs) no my mom would get that off my mom would get that off the tv because um like univision or telemundo or or that they would Mm. have these segments on the spanish the popular news channels um or stations they'd have like how to welcome the new year so my mom would do all those things um she doesn't do that anymore but yeah. I, I just remember like oh i gotta eat these 12 grapes real quick before midnight <laughs> and grapes make you poop <laughs> i can't eat, eat too much grapes <laughs> yeah no we don't do anything like that i mean i i don't know i some people i guess might maybe here i don't know but my family we don't we just new year's day we're just like kicking back like maybe you know relaxing maybe eat a little bit something yeah to wrap this segment up chick what is your most memorable one of your most cherished memorable things events holidays that you remember growing up like what's one that sticks out to you um, you're like oh that was that was a good one i think any holiday i had with my grandpa wally you know i think mm-hmm. was really big uh because that's when our family used to gather so much when, when we had him here um but since he's passed i feel like we don't gather as much as we used to but any memory from that i feel like has always been good because my grandpa wally was like he wasn't my like he was my mom's grandpa 
And so he was my great grandpa, but he had such a special relationship with all of his great grandchildren and grandchildren where it felt like he was just like our grandpa, you know, like he had that with all of us. And so um, I think those those memories are ones I always will cherish. Um, The memories with my dad's family, like my Auntie Rhonda and my cousin Hattie and Ashley and Zay and Christy and Brittany and Casey. I mean, all of those, all of my dad's family, like they're always so fun to laugh around with and just, you know, just good times. But yeah, I think a lot of it like i feel like back then the holidays were very much more i don't know like bigger i feel like our maybe just because i'm younger and didn't realize it but like back then i feel like we have a lot of memories of our families being together for the holidays whereas now as adults everyone just kind of does their own thing doing their own thing or everyone has their own family now too like a lot of my cousins have kids and you know so they're doing their things or they're here with their in-laws or whatever so um yeah i just think any memory though with my grandpa is probably one of my favorite ones he'd always and when he was alive we'd always have to like go around the room and say what we're thankful for you know like those dinners like like say one thing you're thankful for or whatever and then we'd have to like get up there and talk because he that's that's something that i think he enjoyed because he was like Mm. the you know he's the one that started our whole family so i think that was something for him that he really enjoyed so yeah things like it's funny it's funny you mentioned that because i'm thinking the same thing um, I didn't always get to spend every Christmas in Mexico, but when I did and spent time with my grandma and my grandpa, mm-hmm. we would hang out with the neighbors from across the street and they'd do piñatas and they'd have meals and we'd all just, I just remember good things and, and yeah. I remember Christmas lights. And um, Does your family do this when you guys uh, do dancing? Because we would dance a lot at those parties and I remember that that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. They always start the, hey, hey, hey. And then like <laughs> you have, everybody makes a nice. circle and then you have this pressure of yeah, like, like, oh man. Man, I got to kill this AAA real quick. Yeah, no. That's, yeah. Natives like that the pressure, around too. That pressure, though, is like so bad because you're like, I yeah. got to bring it in. And sometimes yeah. you got no moves. Like, yeah. You're, just, you're, like, you're like, rhythm's not on my side, but I'm going to kill this as because they ate me up. So I can't not do it. I always think of that Juan and Hillary's wedding when we were like, hey, hey, to Jay. Remember? And he was like, <laughs> we just like basically forced him to dance. He was like, hey. we're like, Jay, Jay, Jay. And the next thing you know, he's like getting down. I always think about that because that was, we all just like, just well, so much funny called him out to go and dance. That was so funny because his girlfriend, Lucy, was just like all over the place, like just uh-huh. dancing. She was a good dancer too. Yeah. And then Jay was just kind of like, yeah. You know, like yeah. trying his best to just yeah, a little two step, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the AAA got him out of his shell, though. I mean, yeah, he was out there no picking a little ass. <laughs> yeah. I feel like once you hit that A, 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 like if someone's Aing you up and you're like everyone's looking at you, you just got to do it. Even if you're not a good dancer, get your ass out there and. Sh- Shape yeah, you got, gotta do you know? something. Yeah, yeah. I what I do with my dad's side of the family is we love a Soul Train line. You know, every Christmas party we always have a Soul Train line, and everyone will you go. You do? Up what does that yeah. look like? Like, so there's like two lines on each side, and then it goes up, and then someone will go in the middle and dance down, and it go up. Like, then the next person goes in. Yeah, it's those are my favorite because I always love. I'm you know I me. Mean, I love a good. I love a good turn up. So I'm always like when they a a a me. I'm out there <laughs> killing it. You know. <laughs> so how. Do do you guys decide that you have one because like with the aaas it's random it's like you guys are just dancing yeah and then somebody will just start it and everybody follows <laughs> but how does someone start a soul train line you just are get you in just line like, you just be like all right get in line everyone gets in line and they just go the <laughs> so someone starts it and then you... it's just everyone lines up and then they go whoever's up and then goes and goes and they just re it's like a recycled yep, uh, is it like a certain point of the night or everybody just knows to make two lines and then I think people, people start just, walking down it. I think people just know. Like I don't think we really. There's not that much thought to put in it. You just get in line and you just dance. It's not you like do it. It's not like hey everyone, it's Soul Train line time. <laughs> you know, it's just like <laughs> once you start dancing and drinking, then it just happens. That's just I don't know. They're just it's, every time. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. you, you, you know. There's not a lot of thought in it. You just got to make sure you kill it every time you're in the middle. Make sure you're <laughs> on beat. <laughs> you know. You, what do you do to people who don't kill it? You're like, oh, um, go again. <laughs> we're like. <laughs> 
like, go sit down. You just ruined it. You just ruined it. La mate, go sit down. Looks like it. Yeah. All right, no. Chick Well, that was no, that was good. Thanks for sharing. I I'm really wondering now though how one of the you know a non Latino Thanksgiving or Indigenous Thanksgiving. Goes. Yeah, you'll, you'll like, have I'm to like, hang out with Hillary or someone. <laughs> well, Hillary. <laughs> Hillary goes to Juan's parents' house, yeah. so she don't. Well, maybe I'll ask her. I'm like, so did you guys like say what you're thinking for? Yeah. Like, do, you, do you guys dance too, yeah. or no? Just my, do, do you, you have a cornucopia? <laughs> I feel like I feel like Hillary and Juan would have a cornucopia somewhere on their table. They they give off cornucopia vibes. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> well, what do you put in your cornucopia? Yeah, I don't know. Pokemon. Pokeballs. Pikachu plush toys. <laughs> I don't even. Can you buy cornucopias? Like I don't ever see them. Like at I'm Costco sure or nothing. Buy, I'm sure. <laughs> Like I don't like. Hey, can I get a pre-made cornucopia? And then our like, corn our cornucopias like a fruit that gets straight out, or like right? They, like what is? What I is thought it was like a basket or something. I don't know. Hold on, I'm. I feel like uh, we should do it. That could be a part of our LLC, Brown Sound Cornucopia. So we just build a cornucopia and fill it up with like brown things. <laughs> I'll just have some tamales in there, hot Cheetos. Oh, our um, Diet Coke. our calendar for the year. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it says it's a symbol of plenty consisting of a goat's horn overflowing with flowers, fruit, and so I guess traditionally oh, it's a, a goat's, goat's horn. horn. But it don't look like that in what I've seen. It looks like we Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe something. maybe we'll have to ask Hillary where she gets her cornucopia from. <laughs> She's not gonna know. <laughs> Just I'm kidding, sure, Hillary. Sure. You know we we love Hillary. She's a, she loves uh, she terrorizes us just as hard back though. She does. You know? she, does so she does. She's a good sport. She's got good zingers though. Like, yeah. When she come after you, she get you good. She's no, good. I'll I'll say one thing. You know about Hillary is she could throw some shade. Like there's there's a lot of people that I'm not impressed with their shade because I'm like oh that seems a little rehearsed or that seems like they've said that a few times and try mm-hmm. to recycle it. Mm-hmm. But Hillary, I feel like Hillary's shade is it always connects when it needs to. You know. She's like witty, and on the spot, she can come up with some good things. She's yeah, good. yeah. So I I respect people like that because I'm like, you know what? We see each other. Like that's you know, it's yeah. Good. I, I love it. <laughs> All right, Chickex, let's wrap up this season five episode, uh, season finale episode with our language lesson. What are we teaching folks today? All right. So for today's language lesson, we're going to teach y'all how to say "see you soon" because we're taking a little break. So after this finale airs, like we said, we're taking taking a little break just to get things ready and squared away for season six. So I'm going to teach y'all how to say, see you soon. Are you ready, Chikex? Are you ready for this one? I am ready. Let's do it. Okay. So how to say see you soon is Kots a Hechnu. Kots a Hechnu. Yep. Kots a Hechnu. Kots a Hechnu. Mm-hmm. Ah, tots. Tots was Chikex. Tots ne. Katsiaya, Chikex. How funny! I almost said that at our sip, our business and sip event. I almost said, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you bow. I don't no, know why but... you always. Whenever you say "katsya," you always bow. I'm like, we're not, you know, we're not a bowing people. That's, that's the other side. Always <laughs> like I'm like, wait, Gracias, Chikex. Oh, I'm, I'm bowing through that. <laughs> All right, Chikex. Well, um, to say see you later in Spanish, we would say nos vemos pronto. Nos vemos pronto. Nos vemos pronto. Wow. Pro- pronto, Chikex. Pronto. Nos vemos pronto. Nos vemos prontito, Gomez. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, Chikex. Well, let's go to our Shades of Brown Shady question segment. Fan favorite. Oh. Season 5, episode 15 finale. Here we go, Chikex. You ready to answer all these hard questions? I think you're going to skip one. There's I'm... one that I think you might skip. I think maybe. Well, we'll see, Chikex. You know, okay. I'm never, I never shy away from a shady cue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question one. How many dates do you need to have before you bring a significant other to meet the parents? Oh. Question one. Wow. 
Question two. Out of all the Brown Sound podcast guests who we love, oh. who was your least favorite? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Our guests are like, crap. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and if you could go back in time with three friends, where would you go and who would you bring and why? Oh, interesting. Um, okay. So, Those are hard. Yeah. How, okay, I'll start out with the first one. How many dates do I need to have to bring someone to meet the fam? I would say like... I would say, like, after six months, I feel like six, oh. seven months of dating. Like, I feel like, okay, I could bring you to meet mom and dad. Are you um, are you DL dating or are you, like, dating, dating? Like, are well, you I soft launching at the six month period or are you, like... Um, I feel like, for me, I wouldn't... I would rather get to know someone first privately before I soft launch to, like, social media and to the friends and the fam. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could, like, hang out and stuff. Maybe post... Most, like subliminal things like that obviously you're with somebody but you're not showing who it is maybe just because you never know what if it like what if you like date someone for like a month and it doesn't happen then you're like wow i just brought you to meet my mom and, post yeah well, so, and then you posted them so then you look kind of weird you know yeah I mean. so i feel like i would do like a six seven month wait time like to make sure like okay after at least six months i feel like that's a long time to like okay i really do like this person so um i would say six or seven months before the soft okay. launch <laughs> okay um and, and when's and the hard a- lunch <laughs> after your family <laughs> yeah maybe we'll see maybe after a year <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and out of all the Brownstown podcast guests, which has been my least favorite, ooh, there is a few of them. Um, there is? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, let me skip that one right now, and I'll get back to it after. Let me go to if you could go back okay. in time with three friends, who would you? Go, where would you go? Okay, if I could go back in time, I would go back. Well, geez, this is kind of tough because we didn't really have freedom back then, <laughs> so it's kind of hard to want to go back in time um I, uh, i'm all dang i think if i could go back in time i would go back to like maybe like pre-colonization just to see how like mm. how my tribe operated obviously like to hear the language being spoken fluently and and i think it'd be interesting to see how like healthier people were compared to now like back then Mm. you know living off like the natural foods and stuff so i think i would go back to that time and i would probably bring um my three friends i only have three friends so you mateo and um i would probably bring sienna because i feel like if sienna to go back in time she'd be one of those like female chiefs with like a bunch of like husbands you know <laughs> and i want to see sienna like because sienna she got game so i would be i think i bring you mateo and sienna back to the sienna all just doesn't want to come back to the <laughs> <Yeah>. regular time <laughs> I'll, I'll take you three back to the tp times and so <laughs> we'll see that would be cool too because i'd be down for that and out of all the brown sound podcast guests we've had who has been my least favorite you know no no offense I I do care. I, I like this person as a person, but as a podcast guest, I just wasn't impressed. So I'm gonna have to say No, nah, I'm just kidding. I can't say that. I can't I can't. That's one question I, I, I'm not trying to hurt feelings, so I will have to plead the fifth on that one, she kicks. I thought you were gonna say you don't have a least favorite. That's why you can't pick one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, you said it, G Kicks. All right. My turn. <laughs> Our guests are going to come after you, Daniel. Uh, I didn't say who. So, how many dates do you need to have before you bring a significant other home? I think I'm there with you. I I prefer to have like my personal business be mine because mm-hmm. I feel like once you put it out there, it's like up for scrutiny. Like people yeah. would like to comment. And not, that that's, and not that that matters, right? Because what people could say, I could care less. But um, I think that's why I operate in silence. What is it? Move in silence uh, towards success or what was that saying? Yeah, dance in silence. I don't know what I'm talking about. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> by and by so, silence. <laughs> so I think, um, I think, well, and here's the thing too. I feel like, I feel like for like a significant other, you start off as friends first. So I feel like there would already be some crossover anyways. You know what I mean? Like if I start dating, I don't think I'd be someone brand new. I feel like they would probably know my friends and family. 
I think, mm-hmm. right? Unless it's like a coworker or somebody. But yeah, I, I, I think probably six months seems about right. Like it, just to see if it's a little bit more serious. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And then out of all the Brown Sound podcast guests we have, who is your least favorite? Oh. Um, I don't have a least favorite because I genuinely do like everybody that we've had on. I think if I were to say my favorite, though. Just kidding. Oh. No, on the other end. <laughs> I, there's definitely been like, um, I feel like everybody's had different different strengths and different um things that they brought to the to the episodes we've, yeah, we've for had sure. them in. so for sure. I, I don't have a least favorite um that is a shady question but i don't have one <laughs> that's super sh- you, i can't believe you came up with that one jkx no nah, i didn't come up that was <laughs> yeah yeah if you could go back in time with three friends where would you go and who would you bring um this is kind of funny because i wonder about it now and if when I go to Mexico to see my grandma, I want to ask her these questions. I want to know what life was like for my grandparents growing up. Because, you know, they didn't always have electricity. They didn't always have running water. Mm-hmm. They came from families that were huge. Because back in the day, you had to have a lot of family, a lot of kids mm-hmm. so that they can help with the family stuff. Um, I would love to go back in time to when my grandma and grandpa were growing up. Right around mm-hmm. the time that they were, like, you know, starting to like each other and, uh-huh. kind of, and see that develop. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Would I would be. bring you chick so that you could see life and the ranchos back in the day in Mexico. Um, I would bring, I think, my brother Lalo because he would help us like navigate the situations. Uh, and you'd have to dress up in the old school clothes too, Chikex. So you'd oh. have to, you know what I mean? Like we'd have yeah. to dress up like whatever. Um, and I think I would also bring uh, maybe Hillary so we could have like, you know, like a cultural exchange. Yeah, like she could learn <laughs> a little bit about her cultures. Yeah. Yeah. To have her eat some goes in the yeah. wash her clothes on the in have, the river have, Hill, have Hilly out there just husking corn <laughs> making tamales yeah. and tortillas yeah. corundas yeah hey and when when she came back she'd be able to have all that for her family yeah. you know yeah. yeah, there yeah. we go, Chikex. I like it. I I would definitely. I'm so down to visit Mexico, Chikex. We got to we got to do a Brown Sound podcast. Or, yeah, we got to do a Brown Sound and a Brown Sound in Michoacan. That would be cool. Yeah, or the day after with my cousin Karen. That would be fun. Or in somewhere else, <laughs> <laughs> Guadalajara, One Puerto day, Vallarta, <laughs> Tulum. <laughs> One day I'll have you um, meet my cousin Karen, and it's oh well, that's gonna be like that day could the stars wait. have a line. Like a spend at day, Chikeks. <laughs> All right, Chikeks. So, what are some of our last closing, um, closing and last thoughts for the season and episode? Um, I just want to say, Katsiyao Oiklo. Thank you to everybody for all the support, especially you know being five seasons in. Um, we're almost close to a thousand followers on Instagram. I know we wanted mm-hmm. to do something cool once we reach that, so mm-hmm. go and follow us on Instagram if you haven't yet. We're just at the Brown Sound Podcast. Make sure to give us a five star rating if you like what you hear. That helps us show up in the you know the algorithm of how social media and everything works. So mm-hmm. if you like what you hear, we would appreciate a five star rating. If you don't like what you hear, I'm still kind of salty at whoever gave us that one star. There's only like one <laughs> star out of like how many ratings of five. I'm like, who the heck is this hater? Um, I might have an idea, but um, <laughs> um, anyways, no, I just I I really do truly appreciate all the support out there, all the likes, all the love, all the support. I mean, it just it really makes you feel good. Like it makes you feel like, oh wow, we're not just on this microphone talking about nothing. Like mm-hmm. what we're talking about it's it's sitting with people and it's like opening you know eyes and and bringing awareness to things. So I I really truly appreciate that and. Uh, Looking forward to season six, looking forward to, you know, making some moves. And if you are a business or, you know, just someone who wants to partner up with us, stay tuned. Because once we have that sponsorship package out, it'll be, you know, it'll be dope. So that's that's all for me. Yokola Chikex. That's all for me. I wanted to say that I am, you know, really grateful for the opportunity to do this with a best friend. I also want to say that I love that through the podcast, how we have been kind of working towards healing and bettering ourselves. Mm hmm. Even just starting, um, you know, therapy. That was one of the things we've talked about. As men, it's difficult. Um, and societally, we have stigma about talking about our feelings. But through the podcast, you know, we have been able to represent brown men 
that are Latino mm-hmm. and indigenous and have been able to talk about our feelings. I'm even thinking about the grief episode where we were talking about grief is hard and losing someone yeah. sucks. Yeah. And grieving takes a long time, but we don't talk about those things as men because we're taught, don't share your emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that we get to be vulnerable authentically unapologetically and then we're trying to say let's normalize these conversations use us as examples yeah um i love that i love all the people we're getting to meet through the podcast and i'm definitely excited for season six i think we just have more reflection to do mm-hmm. we definitely have more things to share more things to speak uh speak on and also have way more um folks that we can pull in to be able to share yeah. uh their personal experience uh you know navigating and engaging with the world so I'm going to say make sure to hit the follow button on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so that you Uh get notified when new episodes come out. Go revisit old ones. If you haven't, if you haven't yet, check out some of our earlier episodes. Uh, You know, those are fun. Mm -hmm. And um, we do always apologize for episode one. We know the quality sucks, (laughs) but we promise the rest are better. Anyways, Chicax, I think it's been great. Thanks so much for coming on this journey with me, Chicax. We're on the journey, Chicax. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, echo everything everything you say there was one more thing i wanted to say and i can't remember just at the top of my head and i just spaced it out but uh just looking forward to continuing to grow and to share more latino and indigenous experiences and perspectives i'm excited for season six because i already have a few people lined up that i'm like this is going to be good Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. looking Mm -hmm. forward to that oh it also still it is november is still native american heritage month so if your area wherever you're at you know, Google who's the original land you're on. It's not hard to find out. Um, if there's any events going on in your area, check it out. You know, I know this month I I kind of feel like I kind of not let my people down, but I've had to turn down a few different speaking engagements just because I wanted to focus, put my focus on, on the podcast and on other things. So um, this year is actually my first year I'm not doing any like Native American Heritage Month events, but uh, it, you know, there's other great speakers out there that you could probably listen mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And learn from so shout out to them i just for me i just was like day because i've had someone ask me this at the event like oh when is your next speaking thing and i'm like oh i actually kind of like you know turned down a few because i just like i'm just focus on something else right now you know and, that, and i'm not like a public speaker so i'm always so shocked when people want me to speak at things because i'm like uh i'm rez so i don't know but but i do you know just want to acknowledge that it's still is native american heritage month you know i'm all venmo me you know like everyone else does on their stories <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyways chica Kota Heknu will be back in a few and shout out to Frank Broncho. He's always the big bro. It's always tuning in and terrorizing. Shout out to Frank. I know he uh, messaged me the other day, so we're joking around. So we got to give him a shout out to one of our. Yeah, shout out, shout out to all of our um, avid listeners. The ones that message mm-hmm. us when we don't drop an episode on Friday morning. Yeah, <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys are the best. Um, all right, Brown Sounders, stay tuned because season six will be the best yet. We're so excited for that yes, journey sir. we will see you all next time adios cut to heck new and muchas gracias for listening to the brown sound podcast we had a blast with you all today and make sure to tune in next time to follow us more closely check us out on instagram at the brown sound podcast for partnership opportunities or just want to get a hold of us you can shoot us a dm on instagram disclaimer the thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and hosts only 